Welcome to Disney Planning Insights. This is a replay of our DPI News and Notes show that we do every Tuesday over on Facebook. To see my smiling face, find us on Facebook at DPI Podcast or on YouTube at the Disney Planning Insights Podcast. Now enjoy this episode after a short ad from our friends at Anchor. Hi, I'm Matt. Welcome to Disney Planning Insights. Through creative content and live shows, we explain the hidden details of the Disney experience so that our clients can execute memorable adventures. Together with Princesses and the Mouse Disney Travel, we have helped hundreds of clients plan, book, and prepare for magical Disney vacations. Let our experience help you avoid common planning mistakes and maximize the enjoyment on your next Disney trip. Happy Tuesday evening, everybody. It's Matt with the DPI Podcast, and we've got a great show tonight. Like I said earlier, we've got Peter with Princesses in the Mouse Disney Travel. Uh, we've got a little bit of news, not a ton of news tonight, um, but that's just going to make for a lot of fun when it comes to top three time and DPI deep dive time. So uh, let me go ahead and let's get Peter on with Princesses in the Mouse Disney Travel. Mr. Salvadori, how you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing well. It feels weird actually having a show on a Tuesday. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I kind of said in the intro we don't have a ton of news, so let's go ahead and get into it, and um, let's let's go ahead and get it knocked out here. So I'll put the 15-minute timer on, but I don't know that we're actually going to have 15 minutes for what we've got going on um, with news today. So big thing is... We've got not so scary, or not so scary. Very merry starting up this week. Um, Very merry Christmas party is the after hours event at Magic Kingdom. Uh, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about what goes on for Very Merry and kind of what's the appeal uh, for this after hours event? So during the holiday time, um, there are two parties that you can go to. So why don't we touch on both of them just to do a thorough job of this okay. um, because they're both firing up relatively like, as you said, very Marys are starting tomorrow. Yeah. Like right now. Um, and then the other one is still a couple weeks off, yeah. but um, so uh, yeah, Mickey's very Merry Christmas party in the same vein as the not so scary Halloween party is an after hours event that takes place from seven to midnight. However, if you are in the know, then you know that after 4 p.m. you can actually start to get into the park um, and the park closes at 6 p.m. So if you're looking at the park hours and you're planning out your trips here in the next few months, you will want to pay attention to that. I have moved several clients' days around as the dates officially released and I noticed they were booked to Magic Kingdom and the park hours ended at 6. The park hours at Magic Kingdom ending at 6 lets you know that there's a very merry Christmas party that day. Um, so as I said, you can get in there for, but seven o'clock is technically when the party really fires up. I'll, however, you won't see any disruption in 
entering ride lines or anything like that. As long as you have on that band, they give you a little band when you check in for this party. Um, this party, very similar to the Halloween party in that there is a special parade. There are special stage shows. There's a special fireworks show. Um, there are there are uh, layovers on some of the rides. You have the Jingle Cruise, and they do a little bit more during the party than they do during the regular day. You have Space Mountain that turns into what we call Jingle Mountain, where it is red and greens and uh, Mannheim Steamroller, just just like the whole time. It is just um, it is that is my favorite version of Space Mountain. I know Matt has been given Space Mountain some love in our recent shows. Jingle Mountain is my favorite iteration of Space Mountain by far. I it just is mine love as well. cranking out Mannheim Steamroller with greens <laughs> and reds everywhere. Like it's almost like that's the way Space Mountain was actually designed to be. Um, so uh, the biggest draw, though, to me, outside of you know the normal stuff that the party gives you, exclusive meet and greets, exclusive fireworks, exclusive parades, exclusive stage shows. Um, exclusive treats around the different stands that only sell during the party, yeah. um, several treats. But the biggest draw to me is like the free treats that are at some of the select stands, um, sugar cookie, hot chocolate, just, you know, think of like standard, like Christmassy type yeah, your food. Warm apple ciders, that kind of stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, just, and, and it's complimentary, you know? So um, the draw to the Halloween party is the trick or treating. So you just get a, bag full of Halloween candy. Um, but for here, it is what you consume while you're there. So it's the free treats that uh, really kind of make this thing uh, pricey, pricey. Uh, cheapest ones are in the 140 to 150 range. Most expensive ones get up to like the 190 range. Um, it is a it is a pricey party to go to. Mm -hmm. uh, the other thing that you may consider if you're going here in the next couple of months are the Jollywood Nights over at Hollywood Studios. Yeah. So over at Hollywood Studios, the uh, Jollywood Nights are going to be going on. And uh, that's just more of a of like an after hours that you would ex Oh, we just completely lost Peter for some reason. Um, he is on the, the frozen meat face right now. But what he's saying about Jollywood Nights is Jollywood Nights is kind of a continuation. Like sodas, popcorn, peppers. Oh, what? he's back. He's back. Watch out. You Where are, was I when I stopped being back? Uh, you you were just starting to talk about Jollywood Nights. And... Well, I've been talking a lot. Why don't you talk about Jollywood Nights? <laughs> so Jollywood Nights is Hollywood uh, Studios after hours event. Um kind of the same ilk so they are going to have some special stage shows that are a part of it um they're gonna have some special treats they're gonna have uh some extra dressing up and down sunset boulevard for it um but it's just another another after hours event um that they're gonna have relatively limited availability i think there's only about eight nights for this uh in november and december so it's not not a lot um but the pricing also a little bit cheaper where it's in the, the 119, 129, I think 149 on your high peak nights range, where the the very merry party peaks up into that 189 range for those for that after hours event, which is really salty. <laughs> really salty. Really salty. Um uh, let's see. Three 
Yeah, oh, you were very close. Uh, there are 12 nights, and all of the Saturdays are sold out. And it yeah. does start this Saturday, so this is good news time. Haha, ha, the first one is the 11th, but it's sold out. You're not going, sucker. <laughs> let's let's keep it when we're talking about nighttime stuff. Um, Luminous is doing some full scale testing now at Epcot. Uh, started over the weekend, Saturday night, um, after park hours. December 5th is looking good. <laughs> I'm still on this. Now, looking at the, the song list, they are reusing a lot of IP songs now. So <laughs> it looks like it's going to be a very much a mix between Harmonious and Illuminations. Um, if you want to check out the song, li song list, it's over at Disney Parks blog. Um, they also have a first look at some of the new songs that are being written for this uh, show. We, of course, will not play them on here, but I'm sure on December 5th we will do a simulcast of the first show um, with one of our friends over on YouTube. So definitely want to check that out if you're a Disney and Fireworks fan. Yours truly will be there just a little over a week after. So we will uh, we'll obviously, like we've done, kind of do that tie into some of our our uh, affiliates and, yeah, yeah. Uh, and get you that on that first night but uh in terms of like we'll go down there and uh we'll get it put out to you live and then matt and i'll probably either the next day or even late that night just do kind of a, a discussions and reactions because we'll do that on the on the first night on that fifth but yeah there's a little difference when you see it in person so um, we'll make sure that we do that so Sounds good. Sounds I'm reading good. the song list right now, so excuse yeah. me if I'm not paying attention to you. No, you're good. You're good. Uh, I was, I was. There are some songs on there that I think will be cool in variation form. There are songs on there that I'm just like, really again. So, um, Disneyland Paris, their um, pass holder event, Christmas night has a program now. Um, now, they're doing the same thing with their pass holder events as um, Land does, which they are these very themed, highly themed pass holder events. Um, and it looks like I only have the French version of it. I had the English version somewhere. But, um, yeah, you can check that out over on DLP Report. It is coming up on November 30th uh, for the AP Party. Over there. So if you don't have your tickets for that yet, um, check that out. New details about what is it called? Lookout Co. Lookout K at or Lookout Key Lighthouse. at Lighthouse, Lighthouse Point. Yeah. It. Yeah. Why do we need to have the name so freaking long? Um, new details came out about this. This is going to be one of the new cruise destinations. So um, we already have Castaway Key that the Disney Cruise Line goes to in the Bahamas. This is going to be a second location since they're going to have basically four boats at times running the Caribbean. So they're going to need that second location so you don't have two boats at the island at the same time. Treasure. Yeah, so it's... That uh, is what you are. Lots of, lots of vibrant colors and really cool buildings. You're going to have kind of... If you've been to Castaway K, you've got like 
three different beach locations that you can hang out at. Um, you've got your excursion areas where you can get your jet skis and all that kind of stuff. You've got your like uh, wildlife areas where you can do like um, your swing, sim swim with the stingrays and that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of stuff that's going to be going on. Very similar, um, a little bit higher end looking on the, the Lighthouse Point side though. So a little bit more, you know, like the fast casual dining, which is just kind of under these awnings and like stretch fabric enclosures. They're actually in buildings at Lighthouse Point. So uh, debuts 2024, summer of 2024. Um, check your cruise itinerary to see which one of those locations you're going to if you're going into the caribbean if you're going for a five to seven there's a decent chance you're going to both possibly possibly i haven't heard any that are going to both yet so i hope so, so if you go to both. if you read our title on today's show i kind of alluded to this next article um and it is, Disney is cracking down on third-party tour guides. So Disney runs Adventures by Disney tours within the park. And they are fantastic, and they are uber pricey, but they are worth the money. Because in the scheme of things, you can honestly have 10 people for $400 an hour. So basically, it boils down to $40 an hour, and you can do whatever the hell you want to do in the parks with this tour guide during that time that you have them. So, you know, if you do a, a three-hour tour, it's $1,200, bucks, but you can do everything in three hours because you're going in exits, and, you know, they're ordering the food for you while you're in line for the ride or riding the ride, and it just, the timing on it is, is phenomenal. What Disney's you can do everything in three hours except rescue Gilligan. Yes, yes. Um, but what the, what Disney's realizing is that there's these these outside and a lot of them they're just independent people that are offering these tours, and then what's happening is they are telling the people that they're giving the tours to how to abuse the disability access system. So. They're, they're telling these clients how to get DAS passes so that they can essentially do the same thing that the Adventures by Disney tours are doing, but very illegitimately. <laughs> well, and so you are not going to get, you can abuse whatever systems you want, um, but unless you're shelling out the money for Disney Plus or for Genie Plus, and the individual lightning lane in the park or parks that you're going to and get a disability access pass. Um, you can't get to the stuff the same way that the actual real tour guys can get you to, because right. the way the disability access pass works is let's say it's a 50 minute wait time. They make you a return for 40 minutes from now. And then you go and you scan in and you get onto the ride and you can't book your next one until you go and redeem it. So you can't have like multiple up or, or just jump from thing to thing to thing, unless I suppose your jump from thing to thing to thing is like from this 20 minute thing to this 20 minute thing, in which case, are you really saving that much time? 
system. Exactly, exactly. And, and but I mean, what what my main concern is is the ways to scam the DAS system because because yes, that's just going to destroy it. And yeah. for people who legitimately need it, it's going to absolutely throw a wrench in in individuals who actually need it. So it's going to destroy some people at Disney. Yeah, and and that's you know when when I when I think about it, you know, when you have when you have a DAS pass. Now, granted, you have to activate it basically every time you go, and you have to add add people to it that you're traveling with. But what this what these tour groups are doing, and I even see it on some of like the Facebook groups that I'm a part of, that people are reaching out to say. What is the absolute minimum that I need to get a priority access pass or a disability access pass, depending on what park you're in? And it just, you know, that's the kind of stuff that's like, if you're really trying that hard just to get the pass, do you really need it? You know, yes, there are people that need it. But I think there's a lot of people that are just looking to scam the system, and that, that kind of sucks. Um... Circling back, or sorry, are we done with that topic? We're done with that topic. I was going to end on a good topic. What okay, do you, what do you so got? I'm going to circle back. I'm going to circle back real quick. There are, so there is a four-night Bahamian cruise, and there are two different five-night Bahamian cruises. So there are two different Bahamian cruises on the Fantasy and one on the Magic that do go, oh, sorry, two on the Magic. Um, that do go to both Lookout Key, uh, Lookout Key, and Castaway Key. Cool. Yeah. There you go. That yeah. is why he is the travel agent. I was like, I'm pretty sure. So there's legitimately a four night Bahamian cruise that doesn't go anywhere else except it for the just two goes. Yes. To Lookout Key and Castaway Key. That's the one back. we need to do. That is the one we That's... need to do. <laughs> That's it. Uh, um, our sale dates are there's a, some in January, February, March, and April of 2025. There, there you we go. go. Okay. We'll get both of our families on one of those cruises. Yes, sounds like a plan. Um, and and ending on on a great note, cast to guest pin trading is returning to Walt Disney World after three year absence. Um, it's going to start at Disney Springs, so watch for your cast members with the lanyards and with the pin boards coming back out and actually doing pin trading like we all love to do pin trading with cast members. So, there you go. Some of my greatest Disney memories are with my kids surrounding pin trading. Um, I don't know if I've ever told you this story. Maybe I have. Maybe I've told it in this show. I don't know. I'm getting kind of senile. Although I did buy my first Roosevelt. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, I did. I went, I got my first Roosevelt. So how's, how's know, the Roosevelt, material you're on the watching, hoodie? What? How's the material on the hoodie? Because that's what I've been oh, looking at is the hoodies. so good. <laughs> it's just like that guy was kind of telling us. It's like adaptive. I was sitting outside earlier when it was like 70 whatever in the sun. And it was like cooling. And then when I'm sitting inside and like the fans on me, like I can feel it warming. It's, it is, oh, so <laughs> nice. Uh, so yeah, Roosevelt's, if you're watching, uh, you feel free. You let me know if you want me to wear Roosevelt's every week, baby. 
I'm, I'm, I'm right on board too. I will do the same thing. I am a button-down um, hoodie guy, so let's okay, go. Okay, wait, where? So where was? It? Oh, yes. So we were in, uh, we were in Animal Kingdom, a long time ago, and my son. We were trying to kill some time before our free fast pass to Expedition Everest, and uh, my son wanted to do some pin trading. We ran into a custodian, and we said, "Hey, um, you know." do you have any pins? And they're like, Oh no, I'm sorry. I don't. And she ended up being a supervisor. She goes over her radio and goes, Hey, so-and-so, where are you? Oh, I'm over here. Oh, so-and-so, where are you? Oh, I'm over here. Oh, so-and-so, where are you? Oh, you're kind of close. Do you have your pins on you today? No, I don't have my pins on me today. So all of a sudden she just goes, all right, forget this. Every single one of you with pins, meet me at the bridge between Asia and Discovery Island. And she walked with us all the way to the bridge. And by the time we got to the bridge, there were 10 janitorial staff individuals standing along that bridge, all just holding out their little pin pouches for my son to just go one (laughs) by one and do some trading. And then we got to the very end and one of like, the upper upper supervisors were there and um, they talked to us a little bit. They, he had a, a pin. He was saving. It was straight up one out of a store. So I, you know, I was like, he's like, Oh, I've been saving this for a special person. Um, and then they just kind of like talked to me and my family for a little bit. We thank them so much. It's one of the reasons why I will, despite the price raises, despite anything else, like I will continue to take my family back to Disney for the memories that they make for us. Yeah. Um, this was so transformative in my love for Disney was this experience, but we then get back to our room late at night and on the kids' beds are a stuffed animal, a Mickey crispy and a couple other things because the, they had then, we talked to them and they were asking other things like, Oh, you know, who's your favorite character? You know, just, and it seemed like small talk, but then like, the characters my kids said, those stuffed animals were sitting in their beds with a Mickey treat and like a yeah. sucker or whatever it was. It was, it was yeah, that, very, very amazing. I'll, I'll, I'll tell a quick pin story as well. So we, we went um, July 4th. My birthday's right around July 4th. Um, so we were at World on July 4th and we walk into Magic Kingdom and it was another custodian. Um, we're walking through Town Square right there when you walk into the park. And we're, we're just kind of taking things in. And this custodian comes over to my daughter and he goes, Hey, do you like Mickey Mouse? My daughter's like, yeah. And he goes into his pocket and he pulls out that year's 4th of July Mickey head pin. And just hands it to her. He goes, here you go. And that was kind of the start of the 4th of July for us at the parks. And it was like an open to past closed because it was 4th of July so we watched the 4th of July fireworks and everything but yeah it was just a really cool start and it was a, another custodian that did that um, and well, it was awesome the cast members when they get like really good ones when they either find them or right especially custodians imagine how much they find that fall off because the kids don't get the locking backs and yeah right or when ones are traded to them like I was at Memento, Memento Mori and there was this like little Eeyore pin, like like the the little little ones that are like six to a pack when it's like 
you know, the six characters for twenty nine ninety five. Yeah, yeah. So, like this little one. And this lady is like, oh, my God, I want that Eeyore. Oh, I love Eeyore so much. And she, um, the lady goes, oh, do you have a pin to trade? She goes, no, here, I'll buy this one. And it was like the Memento Mori pin. She's like, here, I'll buy this one. And so she pays for that pin, trades it with the board, and I'm just standing right behind her watching this all happen. And she walks to the side, and I go, I will take that pin. (laughs) (laughs) Seizing the opportunity. Right. But but a lot of cast members, when they see those really good ones, they'll hang on to them and, like, look for somebody they know is really, really going to treasure that pin and uh and kind of wait to bring it out as an aha moment so i can't wait for cast members to get a little bit of that little magic back that has been missing um, because it is it has absolutely been missing it was on both ends our end and their end yep yep all right 15 minutes congratulations yes that is the news um are you ready for top three he's got his pen he's ready it's time for top three. Business trip. Uh, the people move around. <laughs> it does tingle a little bit. Oh God, there's a Wookiee on the screen. Hey everybody, it's Matt with the DPI Podcast. Over on the other screen, it should be Peter with Princess of the Mouse at Disney Travel. It is, I mean, a much hairier version of Peter with princesses in the mouse of disney travel uh i hey, appreciate that bold comment matt <laughs> and it is top three time if you've been here before thanks for coming back obviously we did something right um if you haven't been here before what we're going to do is we're going to pull a chip out of this bag here we're going to have 20 seconds to come up with our three favorite or least favorite items from that category um so tonight's category is going to be We've got a strong crowd tonight, so if you guys have your answers to this, definitely put them in the chat. We are doing number nine tonight. Number nine. Oh, this could be a tough one. Mm. Uh, maybe not. Your favorite <laughs> restaurants at Disney Springs. Yeah, that's not too bad. Not too bad. Plenty to choose from. I got from. dibs on my number one, and I swear to God, if you take it, I'm going to come through this freaking monitor. <laughs> Because you wouldn't even know about it if it wasn't for me, Matthew Heidel. <laughs> Do you want to go to Disney? Contact me at Princess of the Mouse Travel, and I'd love to work with you on your amazing itineraries. <laughs> All right, top three time favorite restaurants at Disney Springs. Peter, I will let you go first so you can get to your number one first. So. <laughs> that's right uh, I didn't even think about it because I was like so fired up like about my number one uh, let me think real quick about my number three I definitely have two in case you steal the other one um, you know here I'm going to go with this for number three uh, City Works there you go, go. City I like Works City Works yeah, my, yeah. Um, so City Works it's kind of like your traditional American fair um, where it is, is if you're like looking at the lake, it's 
going to be more towards the Cirque du Soleil side of things. I'm, I'm trying to like get my north, south, east, west map wise, but you know, yeah, it's it's right out by the, like, the, the theater for Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, so you kind of like leave the bus depot, head left towards Cirque du Soleil, um, walk for a little while, and you'll find City Works down there. And here's why I really like City Works. So it's your traditional like American fair. You know, they've got a little bit of barbecue, some burgers, some chickens, some some all that stuff. And so when you're on vacation, it's really good to just kind of like sit down with something familiar, but something well done and familiar. And then the other thing that it has is walls of TVs and tons and tons of uh, beverages, um, adult beverages, of wide variety of, of tastes. If you are interested in having a beer, City Works is a fantastic place to go um, for all of those reasons that I just gave. And in terms of the pricing of it, it's it's pretty mild. In yeah, terms it's, not, of, it's not bad. It's not bad at all. Right. So I really, really enjoy City Works. So I'm going to go ahead and go with that for my number three. Although I'm sure at some point I am going to sit here and go, gosh darn it, I, I should have done this or that or this. Especially if you don't include some of these other ones I'm thinking about. So yeah. I might so have some bonus ones, but that's never happened before. <laughs> All right, so for, for my number three, I'm going to go with a burger joint to start off, and I'm going to go with the Edison. Um, the Edison, fantastic restaurant on kind of the backside of Disney Springs. Uh, like a turn-of-the-century steampunk-style decor um, with a speakeasy feel, uh, depending on where you're sitting. So there's multiple, multiple bars. This place is very well known for its drink selection. Um, but on the hard alcohol side and not necessarily on the beer side. So if you're looking for some specialty hard alcohol drinks, Edison's a great place to go. The other thing that they have are some really top and top-notch burgers. We're talking about buffalo burgers. We're talking about high-end cuts of just different styles of meats and that kind of stuff. Um, but it also tends to work well with the kids as well. So, you know, we both travel with kids quite a bit and the Edison has a good kids menu and a good transition menu for you, your older kids that may not have those exper experienced taste buds yet. So really good place to go and get a, get some food. Again, like Peter was saying, City Works in that medium price range. The Edison is as well when you're talking about a burger. It's probably going to be the high-end burgers are on the low $20 range and the low-end burgers are in the $15 uh, the $17 range. Um, so really good there. And then your drinks, depending on what it is, um, all kinds of pricing on <laughs> drinks. Uh, that's where you're going to spend your money. Another cool thing about the Edison is if you go on the weekends, Usually Friday and Saturday nights, they'll have live entertainment downstairs. And it's usually like a jazz style. Um, and it, it's like different acts that are singing Disney songs in very unique styles. So, yeah, it, it really cool, really cool atmosphere, really cool building. So my number three is the Edison. So, Peter, let's go ahead. Let's get into our number twos. <laughs> Yeah, Edison. Uh, Edison's a good call. Um, really quick though, read the top three again, real quick. Favorite restaurants at Disney Spring. 
Okay, I'm going to break the mold a little bit because it's one of my go-to. It is one of my must-do things at Disney Springs. So we can argue semantics over restaurant or not restaurant, but I'm going to do the top of the Coke Lounge as can – I, can I do that as my number two? I guess. I, I can't uh, do are that you going to do it even two? though it's a huge letdown now? You know, it was funny because that was going to be part of my discussion of it, but I still think it's like a really, really unique thing. I mean, I can I can fall off. You know, here I'm gonna fall off of this. Just let me let me go grab the name real quick. Um, where are you? Where are you? Yeah, no, yes, there it is. Yes, it was this one, right? Oh, we ate here last time, and I'm I just want to make sure that it is the one that I am thinking of, so that I'm not misspeaking. I, I really can't do the Coke Lounge. Are you sure I can't do the Coke Lounge? You can do the Coke Lounge if you want. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hold, hold it against you. I'm just, you're, you're giving away ability just to highlight some of the fantastic restaurants that are on in this property. Uh, you know, all right. Well, I still have a feeling that you are going to put this other one in there, so I'm not gonna take it from you. So I am gonna go with Paradiso Thirty Seven. Okay. All right for my number two, and. Paradiso 37 surprised the ever-living bejesus out of me because my wife and I, we were down there in June, and we just decided to head over to Disney Springs for whatever reason. Hold on, hold on. You're, you're in, in glitch mode. Hold on. Peter and There we go. Uh, no, maybe. Am I back? Maybe. Maybe. You look better now, I think. I'm, I'm, I'm back now? You're back. You're back. Okay. There you go. Okay. All right. So um, my wife and I were down there. I remember why I was in Disney Springs because we asked our kids what souvenirs they wanted because they weren't with us that time. And my son said Legos because he knows the Lego store in Disney Springs is one of the best stocked Lego stores in the world. So he knew I would be able to get the out-of-stock stuff around us so anyway so we're there we decide we're hungry we we grabbed a couple different reservations but then we ultimately settled on paradiso uh 37 over at disney springs and we went in and i was instantly amazed at uh the menu and the portion sizes and the environment it was it was just kind of um i don't know imagine like cabana latin beach house type central america type thing okay and um right that's kind of the the decor of it and it was absolutely fantastic i always judge a place on their ability to put together fish tacos and the fish tacos <laughs> that came out of this kitchen i do i'm not joking if i go to a new restaurant that i've never been to before and they have fish tacos on the menu. You better believe that's what I'm ordering. And I am going to judge your entire restaurant off of your ability to put together a flavorful, but not flaky, delicious, mouthwatering bite in a fish taco. 100, 120%. Um, but on top of that, they also have this Nashville hot chicken sandwich that is so stinking good. It's got some Monterey cheese and some hot sauce and... Um, some ranch dressing, and uh, they got po' boys, they've got salmon, and all of it's in, like, 
a decent range, like a low to mid 20s, maybe upwards into the low 30s for, you know, the steaks and the salmons. But in terms of all of the other stuff, the chicken sandwiches and the half chicken and the pole boys and the fish tacos, you're in like the low 20s range. And the food was great. The atmosphere was great. You can get same day reservations, which I think is a big talk point on this top three. Um, you know, yeah. I'm not going to bring up the things that, well, actually, I am going to bring up one of the things that uh, re- gets reservations six months out or two months out. Um, but Paradiso 37, worth your time. You will not be disappointed with the food. I'm going to go with that since Matt took away my Coke Lounge. I didn't take it away. You're, 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 you're really blaming a lot on me. So for you my disappointed, number two, I I'm going to go, I'm going to go with, um, this, the chef, um, yeah, no, I'm going to go with T-Rex. <laughs> um, because I, I think my son would come out and punch me if I didn't put T-Rex on this list. So T-Rex, um, Rainforest Cafe meets Dinosaurs. It's exactly what it is. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it is what it is. Um, but what, what it does do is it gives a good family meal. Um, lots of choices for kids, lots of choices for adults. Really cool um, setting if you're into that kind of thing. Lots of animatronic dinosaurs. The ice cave is freezing cold most of the time if you just like to go in somewhere and just freeze. So, um, but yeah, no, good menu. You, you've got your ribs, you've got pizzas, you got um, just, like I said, there's just a, a ton of different options. Pretty big menu when they are doing the full menu. But yeah, very, in, like I said, in the kin of Rainforest Cafe. They're owned by the same company. There's a Rainforest Cafe at Disney Springs as well that you can probably get basically the same menu at there as well. Um, also, not terribly hard reservations to get. So um, It used to be. Yeah, it used to be. Um, and if you try and walk up, you're still probably going to run into, especially on lunch and dinner times, two and a half to four hour waits uh for a table so just gotta keep that in mind but a little pricey um for the food you get i feel like it's a great dining plan meal not a great pay out of pocket meal so um you can kind of take it at that but still really good food um not not terrible food by any means. So my number two is going to be T-Rex, and we are going to wow you with a couple of number ones. Peter, before you get to your number one, where can people find you at? Uh, most Well, here on Tuesday nights, most Tuesday nights, if I'm not busy, I'll be right here talking about Disney. Uh, yeah, mostly on Facebook. Just come on in, find me, and uh, we can start the conversation. Spring, it is it is time to book your spring break trips. It is. Uh, especially those of you up north, like the cold weather is starting to come in in waves. Just think about how amazing Disney would feel in March and April. Um, great time. I was actually talking to somebody today about this, and they were like, oh, yeah, well, um, hey, yeah, we're not going to book with a travel agent. We just decided to do it by ourselves. Or I had another person go, oh, yeah, we found this discount through, you know, like, triple a or, or some other type of a company and i'm sitting here thinking right you got a 10 percent discount through triple a 
on a full price package. If you would have went with me, I probably would have found you hopefully a 15 to 25% off package. And the AAA person ain't going to wake up at 6 a.m. and book all your dining and give you all the insight and yeah. and yeah. help you as you go. And I just thought, yeah, no, I get it. You're trying to like save a quick buck. Um, I don't know. I still think that there is absolutely something to the the travel agency business, you know, for like little getaways. Like I'm not going to use a travel agent if I'm like going to Kings Island or going to like Branson, Missouri or, or going out, you know, I don't know, just going out to like California to go to a football game. I'm not going to call it, but, but when you're spending a lot of money, boy, getting a, getting a knowledgeable hand on the wheel is a, not a, not a bad idea. So um, I'd love to talk with you about your spring break plans. Um, I've still got some room in my uh, my my kind of workload, if you will, for the time that I have to allot to this. January is pretty busy, but uh, March March and April still have quite a bit of space. Um, so I'd love to talk to you and uh, get that going for you. So anyway, there you go. My number one. Everybody knows what my number one is. It is. Yep. We all know. It was it was it was Shannon's number two. See, and she's only been there once. Yeah. Imagine imagine if we didn't go on our bromance bring the wives trip. Bromance yeah. bring the wives trip. Yeah, Shannon <laughs> would Shannon would never have experienced half the things she experienced. Um anyway, so yeah, my number one hands down and then you better have what i think your number one is or i'm gonna be really mad that i didn't put it number two um but we're gonna find out here in just a minute my number one is chef art smith's homecoming uh this restaurant is fantastic i the portion sizes it's good home cooking you've got fried chicken you've got just the mac and cheese is just amazing. You've got a wide variety of dishes. Everybody there is going to find something. Like when we went, I couldn't decide on anything. So I ended up just getting an appetizer platter and I didn't like hardly even eat it because everything is so good. Massive portion sizes, um, just fantastic food. And Chef Art Smith's Homecoming is so good. You are lucky if you can get a reservation to Chef Art Smith right at that 60 days out. If you yeah. are going on a trip and you want to go to Disney Springs, right, that better be the first priority. Normally we'd go, oh, yeah, you better run for like Space 220 and Topolino's. <laughs> but like, if, you want to do, if you want to do that on your first day, Chef Art Smith, I just did this for a client the other day. Um, the only thing I could get right away at 6 a.m. at 60 days out was 9.15 or 10 p.m. Because like, so, everything else. Yeah. Now, you go three, four, five days into the trip, absolutely. You can find any time of day you want. Um, but Chef Art Smith is worth the fact that it books up. Um, it books up. If you try to check in day of, you're going to have a multi-hour wait, absolutely. Um, but it is worth every bit of it. The star... The food is phenomenal, but the star might be the moonshine. Yes, the, moon, <laughs> the moonshine cocktails. <laughs> the moonshine cocktails are... Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Now, on a side note, we went to the we went to the Chef Art Smiths in Chicago when we were up there, and it yep. was not of the same quality. We were um, very disappointed with the Chef Mar- Chef Art Smiths up at Navy Pier. So, mm. so now different, very different menu, very different menu. Um, Chef Art Smiths Homecoming down in Florida. Chef Art Smiths Reunion in Chicago. So, different restaurant. Like I said, different feel. Just didn't have didn't have that same food and, and yeah, it just it, it just wasn't the same. So, um, no, no. Chef Art Smiths definitely would have made my list. I don't know if it makes my number one, um, but it definitely would have made my list if I didn't know that it was going to be your number one. So, and I knew it was going to be your number one. So, um, for my number one, before I say my number one, if you guys have an idea for a top three, definitely go over to the website. It is down below us right now, patmdisneytravel.wixsite.com forward slash planning. Um, and send us an idea. Send us 31 ideas like we had a listener do a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, whatever. And then if you think you have better ideas than us, Put them in the comments. Put them in the chat. Let other people know your favorites because we're not everybody. Um, there are a lot of different taste buds out there. You know, my taste buds tend to go towards the Italian side, which is where my number one's going to go. No. Uh, did you did you go want to go boathouse or paddlefish on the number one? No, no, no. Go ahead, go ahead. Do your. So, my number one, Terralina hand, handcrafted. It's a great restaurant. It's a fantastic, absolutely fantastic um, Italian restaurant. Kind of right in the middle of Disney Springs. But yeah, it just, it's it's in this corner. Really, really good. Ah, J-Bo. Hey, um, J-Bo is who sent us the 31 top three ideas. So J-Bo, thank you very much for all of your ideas. His were Chicken Guy, Raglan Road, um... And T-Rex. Coke Lounge would be up there if they had the magic to put those beverages into adult drinks. So Same thing, man. Same thing. <laughs> like, if, if I could still get my adult cocktails, Coke Lounge, Matt wouldn't have been able to talk me off of it. And Raglan Road was the one that I was hoping he was going to do. So I'm going to uh, talk about Raglan Road. It's going to be my plus one once Matt finishes talking about okay. how amazing Terralina is. Terralina handcrafted. Very, very well done italian meal um as far as very authentic uh very large portions great wine list um really fantastic setting uh it just all in all it's it's like a very high class italian restaurant which is which is really cool we've got a place called op um at our jw marriott downtown very much the same ilk very very high-end open open kitchen type restaurant and just really really fantastic food so you you can't go wrong with a lot of the things on the menu there um pricey for italian food but very worth the price um you're still looking at your entrees being in that 30-ish dollar range for good entrees um and then wine list again depending on how your wine taste is bottles can get into the hundreds so just you know just be prepared for those types of pricing but i mean past that just a, a fantastic fantastic restaurant all uh, all around 
Um, so I'll, I'll let you have one bonus one since you're going to talk about Raglan. I'm going to do a plus one as well. Go ahead and touch on Raglan Road. So these are our top three and a half restaurants at Disney Springs. <laughs> uh, yeah, Raglan Road, exactly, exactly right. Um, I figured Matt would probably get there, and since he was being so generous to let me have Chef Art Smith, um, I was thinking that perhaps Raglan Road would get into his list, so I was trying to be generous. Otherwise, that would have been my number two. Paradiso 37 is a fantastic restaurant, all those things I said. But Raglan Road is wonderful. It is an Irish-style, like, pub, um, UK-type island, UK island food, not UK, like, not... I say island, and I immediately jump to, you know, like Caribbean. Yeah, not like uh, University of Kentucky. The British. <laughs> right? Um, yeah, so the British island-type foods, you got your bangers and mash, and you've got just you know, a whole bunch of stuff with potatoes and a whole bunch of stuff with sausages and a whole bunch of stuff with cabbage. And all of it is just absolutely wonderful. Um, so good. But then what set this, sets this one apart is most nights starting at 5 p.m. and even a little bit longer, so starting earlier than that on weekends, is the live Irish step dancers. Like, it is remarkable. Um, it is awesome to see, especially if you can play a little hard to get. And, you know, I really like a solid, like, 4.30 reservation at this restaurant. And then, or like a 4, 4.15. And when I arrive, say, I'd like to see the stage, please. And then just wait for that table. But if you arrive at, like, a nice 4.15, wait for that table and get seated, then you can just sit there and watch the show as you're finishing up your food and sipping on your last cocktails. Um, other people have that idea though, so it might not work, but I'm just saying it's an idea. So Raglan Road absolutely deserves to be in this list for sure. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little bit of off the restaurant path with my. Oh, you're going with the Coke Lounge. See, no, I'm not. Oh. I'm gonna go with Amaret's Patisserie. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Uh, Amaret's Patisserie is a is a is a very very well done bakery that's kind of right at the front of Disney Springs and it's kind of tucked in a corner so you can really easily miss it. Um, but really really good if you're looking for like macaroons or some not like Gideon's just like super rich cookies, but like delicate desserts and delicate pastries and that kind of stuff. Emirates does a very, very good job with a lot of that stuff. Cupcakes, all that kind of stuff. Um, they also have a cake decorating class that you can do. So you can you can sign up for it and you can go decorate your own Mickey kind of dome cake, um, which is a lot of fun. And they, they use Emirates in a lot of their tours as well. So their multi-location tours, like our Christmas warehouse tour ended at... Amaretts and we decorated Christmas cookies there. So, really cool, really cool place at the at the front of Disney Springs, and we gave you nine <laughs> locations to look at when it comes to Disney Springs. So, thank you for joining us for this week's DPI Top Three. Um, like I said, if you do have any ideas on your top three of the restaurants or any ideas for a, a top three that we're going to do in the future. Definitely let us know in the comments or go over to the website and let us know. Thank you guys all for watching the top three episode today. We are going to get into the DPI Deep Dive.
All right, it's deep dive time. I've got my bag of chips here. We are gonna go with number six. That's kind of cool because we had number nine earlier on the top three. We are doing number six here for the deep dive and that is going to be... Haha! -ha. This is an easy one. Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. It's time to deep dive. Alright, it's DPI Deep Dive time. I have got Peter with Princesses of the Mouse Disney Travel over there. I just have to point it to you that way. I, I never realized that it's just like that easy. Um, we're going to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind today. So, um, Peter, relatively new ride. So not a lot of history, yeah. not a lot of history to talk about. Um, but I will go ahead. I'm going to start with where it's located at. Um, so Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind is located in Epcot. Um, as you come into the park from the front of the park, you're going to hang a left at Spaceship Earth. You're going to walk around it a little bit, and it is going to be on your left-hand side before you get to uh, Mission Space. Uh, not, I mean, fantastic building. It's got a Zandarian ship out front. A very, very well done replica of a Zandarian ship that when it isn't losing panels. And <laughs> very futuristic looking building. Uh, the queue is what are they fantastic. Star Blasters, I think, right? Star Blasters? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, anyway. The queue... The queue is, is is very cool. I have only done it through kind of like the fast pass side, the lightning lane side of it. So, Peter, why don't you talk a little bit about the the queue and kind of as you wind through up until like we actually get on the ride. Okay, hold on. I got to I got to find out the name of this otherwise it's just going to bug me. <laughs> Small fighter ships. From Xandar. I was right, Star Blaster. Let's go. All right. <laughs> um, yeah. So your journey—if you go in the standby queue versus getting the light individual lightning lane—if uh, you go down through that standby queue, you first come into this big atrium, and um, the queues kind of run back and forth. And what's really cool about the floor here is that it's black, but then they've got like a bunch of, you know, like silver specks, glass pieces, whatever they are, that are reflecting light out, which is cool if you look down. And then if you look up, um, you've got this big display and you've got Nova Prime and she is, she looks a lot like Glenn Close, but I, it can't be Glenn Close because she's clearly from Xandar. So <laughs> probably not Glenn Close. Um, but she's just talking to you about like how Xandar and Earth are connected through the Big Bang and and the 
how the planets form and all that stuff. And then you, she's telling you like, and now we welcome you in to the wonders of Xandar. And so then you go up into kind of the next area where you snake in and out and you go from like Xandar display to Xandar display. Um, one of the displays kind of shows the area of Xandar where it highlights different buildings, civic libraries, um, sporting, all that stuff. And then you come around and, it talks about the life on Xandar and what pe different people do. And then you come around and you see the different military grade uniforms of the, of the people of Xandar. And then you come around and you see all the Xandarian ships, including the star blaster. And uh, then you ultimately come around and you see an interview of the guardians of the galaxy. You see the Milano, which is their Ravenger ship. Well, it was their Ravenger ship. <laughs> um, and then you come into the the first staging area. The first staging area lets you in. You want me to keep talking about pre-shows, yeah? Yeah, go ahead and go all, all the way okay. through all the pre-shows. All the way yeah. until I get to the right. All right. Uh, so I go into kind of my staging area. It lets me into my first theater. My first theater has Nova Prime welcome me in and say, hey, now here comes the culmination of your tour through Wonders of Xandar. We're going to bring you up to a Xandarian ship above your planet. And we're going to show you our cosmic generator, which allows us to jump from point to point to do that quick interstellar space travel. Um, so then you go into the second theater room. And in this theater room, without too much spoilers, you teleport up to a Xandarian ship. And it's really cool. And then an Eternal comes along, then big robotic mother. And takes the takes the cosmic generator celestials celestials thank you yeah. what did i call them eternals you're good oh the eternals gotcha. are the ones that fought the celestials yes yeah um so this celestial shows up and he takes the cosmic generator and uh basically says it's gonna wipe out the planet and yeah. uh then you know rocket comes up with some awesome ideas don't miss Drax in this whole exchange because he is the best part. Um, and then you are ultimately let out in the Sandarian ship towards the escape hangers. And it's there where you find your ride vehicles are these Sandarian escape pods that Rocket has now reprogrammed for you to chase the Celestial into the funky mutant jump point where he's trying to erase the planet. Yeah. Um, there you go, with as few spoilers as possible. Yeah. So I'm going to talk Although a little we bit. Have the ride video coming next. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. Exactly. Um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about the ride vehicle itself because the ride vehicle system is revolutionary. Um, so basically, what Disney did is they took a roller coaster car and put it on an axis point so that this car can rotate. 360 degrees around um, within a program to highlight certain areas within the show box. And they use this technology phenomenally in this ride. Um, put that together with a, a track list that includes September and... Whoa, 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 buckaroo. Whoa. Yeah, the, 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 the track list is very well I want to say the whole track. I want to just give the whole track list. So you just keep talking about the ride. Okay. So they, they, they have 
Um, like in Rock and Roller Coaster, they have technology where you have the music with it, and Peter's going to talk about the track list here in a second. Um, but this this ride vehicle, A, it emulates a, a faster speed than you really are going. Um, the actual launch is very much a surprise. Uh, because it just you, it sets you up, and then you are are just kind of taken by surprise on it. Um, and there's two different launch timings. You know, we got both of them. I like the longer timing where they just kind of keep talking. Yeah, and then it just like completely. It's not supposed to though. It's supposed to be very well timed where you go. I think we're going back, back, and then. Yeah, it's supposed to be, <laughs> but yes, if there's some type of a delay in loading or whatever else, uh, you you will basically sit there and the Guardians of the Galaxy will just like keep up this comedic shtick. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's fantastic. Back. It's so it's very funny. Yeah, it's like, this isn't the weirdest thing we've seen and I am Groot. Well, yeah, that was pretty weird. <laughs> Yeah, that was the best part. Like, they just keep it going with, but, man, this is so strange. He goes, I am Groot. Oh, yeah, that was Stranger. I am Groot. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just this never-ending track of, I am yeah. Groot. Oh, yeah. And then your show box, the show box itself is unbelievable. Um, I'd love to see it with the lights on, but basically it is... Rock and Roller Coaster and Soren put together as far as the screen resolution mm -hmm. with kind of how you move through the show box. Um, it just creates this awesome, like I said, you feel like <coughs> you're going faster than you are. You're in weird orientations as you're doing some of the moves. So it just, it, it, it's very off-putting at, at, at places because... Your body's not used to that in a ride. It's just yeah. very, a uh, very new sensation. So yeah, it's, it's really, really impressive. Um, kind of so to give a different analogy, I think it's really similar to the Tron track. So it's got that kind of like smooth hyper coaster twisting track. Um, but then, as Matt said, on these these articulating vehicles, and so you kind of come up over some hills and down some turns. And while that would be very mellow, well, you're doing that at, like, this funky angle like this. And so yeah. your body's just like, whoa. And <laughs> um, and it's really, really cool. Uh, and like Matt said, the, the, the kind of scenes up on the screen paint this whole picture along with a couple of props in there that are lighted up. Um, very, very impressive. And all of it is, like, the tracks are painted black, so you don't even really see them. And there's just kind of like stars everywhere. Um, just really, really neat. And what Matt was kind of talking about that I want to highlight is what makes this ride so awesome is the surprise of the launch is also coupled with the surprise of the song that you get. So um, in the launch, it starts the, the song that you get. And there are six songs that you can get. And uh, the six songs, I'm going to do them in the order that I like them. <laughs> uh, okay. So number six is Conga. 
Um, it's good, you know. Everybody gonna do that conga, but I, I don't know. It just does not fit the theme of I am fighting this giant intergalactic entity and helping Nova Corps. <laughs> hey, everybody gonna do that conga? I'm like, uh, um, along that same line, um, Disco Inferno, like Disco Inferno. I like it a little bit more than Conga, just because. You know, burn, baby, burn. That's that's just fun, and that now I'm kind of getting on theme because he's trying to literally destroy the planet. Um, then I really like Iran. So Iran is another song that shows up on here, and that one fits the ride timing very, very well. Um, but then these last three, I think they got a blend of you're crushing the ride timing, and it's just kind of like it just fits everything that's going on, um, one way or another is just a fun ride because you're trying to like capture this, this celestial and one way or another, I'm going <laughs> to get you. And you're just like, it, so that one is really, really fantastic. Um, another one that fits the ride experience and just does a fantastic job is everybody wants to rule the world. And so you're riding through everybody wants to rule the world. And you're like, Oh, well, it's a little bit more of a mellow song. Um, but you're just like, oh, that's funny because he's literally trying to, uh, okay. well played. Um, and then everybody's favorite, this is like an undisputed hands down, top of the top is September yes. by Earth, Wind & Fire. <laughs> uh, September is just, I mean, it's so good. It's exactly what you expect out of Guardians of the Galaxy because my favorite thing, I don't know about you, but my favorite thing about the Guardians of the Galaxy storyline in the mcu is just the nostalgic like 70s and 80s rock yeah. music that just pops up out of nowhere in these scenes and so september catchy like everybody knows september and it it just feels like i'm going through a scene in guardians of the galaxy because every time they go into an action scene there's just this some like seventy or eighties rock song <laughs> <laughs> that just pops up along with it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. September is just so good. Um, I've gotten all six of them in my rides, and I've gotten September a few times. And Shannon, that lucky duck, <laughs> uh, got September on her first and only ride of Guardians of the Galaxy, which makes me want to take Shannon every time I go on Guardians of the Galaxy because it is destiny. Well, we're sitting there, we're talking about the ride, and I was like, do you remember this part? She goes, no, I was dancing in my seat. I don't remember half the ride. And that's, you do, right? Because they're just, like, fun, upbeat. Even, like, again, I rated Conga my worst because we're mixing a top three, although I did a top six, into this deep dive. <laughs> but even Conga is, like, it's fun, it's catchy, it's upbeat. You're still going to be sitting there like... I just... The other ones, I think, rating my ride experiences... Oh, boy. Yeah. I mean, September is definitely the cake toast of Guardians of the Galaxy. It is absolutely the cake toast. Wait! Where's this cake? All right. This is a very easy... Okay, uh, let's talk about fast pass priority. Has to be your number one fast pass priority when you're talking about it. Right now, it is a virtual queue, and then 
it's going to stay individual. It's going to be this park's individual lightning lane for the long foreseeable future. So it's not even a fast price priority. It is a now when it switches to standby. Woo! Uh, but yeah, it is. If you're going to Epcot, I I think like so right now Epcot is awesome because there's not a ton of attractions, and so you can, and with World Showcase. If you roll in there with your 30-minute extra time and just knock out Soarin' or do test track and then hop over to Soarin' and living with the land before the park really opens, um, and then kind of get your virtual queue and come... Matt, are you still there even though your video's up? Yeah. Okay. So if you then come up and do Spaceship Earth at the same time that you do... Uh, your virtual queue return time, and then head back into World Showcase, you ride Frozen, and then you take a solid hour plus to work your way around World Showcase and really take it in. And then you go wait for Remy, and then you take a little bit of time coming out of World Showcase. So it's not like, oh, I waited all day in line. So Epcot is a great park to not spend any money in right now unless you really want to get your time back and not wait for rides and attack it in yeah. that way. Um, so if that's the case though, the individual lightning lane for guardians of the galaxy, I think when it turns to a standby line, my huge recommendation is going to be to my clients to pay for a guardians return time and then attack the rest of the park that I just, in the way yeah. that I just yeah. went through. Yeah, no. most definitely, most definitely. It, it's it's worth it. It is. It it really is. Um, roller coaster, roller coasters at Walt Disney World. Where does it rank? Yeah, number one for me. Um, I, I I don't think it's much of much of a choice. Where is it for you? Roller coasters at Walt Disney. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's got to be number one. It's just like, it's so different. Tron's got, like, like kind of think about the rest of the roller coaster. Like Tron's got the thrill. Um, you know, you go upside down over in Rock and Roller Coaster. Seven Doors has the theming, and this is the complete package. Yeah, right? yeah. You've got thrill. You've got excitement. You've got upbeat music. You've got a good. You've got a good ride sequence, a good story being told. Um, yeah, it, it, it's got to be. It's got to be uh, roller coaster ride number one. And it's great because you also, like, you don't need to be um, all that tall to go on this. So it's uh, 42, I believe 42. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I, I, is it even that? It's 42. Yep. Okay. I went and checked real quick. Yep. So it's 42 inches to get on there. So you're talking almost all six-year-olds. Yeah. Approximately, right? It's three right. foot about six. A, about yeah. a six-year-old is there. Yeah. And maybe sooner, but. Yep. No, really good ride. Really good ride. Stick around at the end of the show. We're going to post our ride through on Guardians um, so that you guys can check it out. Um, definitely let us know what you think about it in the comments and um let us know what you want us to deep dive you can go over to the website 
patmdisneytravel.wixsite.com forward slash planning or you can go over to our Facebook page or wherever and let us know what you want us to deep dive. Um, Peter, <laughs> anything else on Guardians of the Galaxy before we get out of here? Not a thing. Not a thing. I don't know. Is there anything else? I don't think so. So good. Yeah, it is. It is. Well, everybody, thank you guys all for joining us tonight. Definitely hit that like button. Subscribe if you haven't subscribed yet. Share a show. Share a top three. Do something. Let somebody else know that you're checking us out. Um, I'm Matt. He's Peter. We are DPI Podcast, and we will see you next Tuesday. Bye now. Princesses of the Mouse Disney Travel with us. We had a little bit of news, a lot of top three, and a DPI deep dive. Check them out. have an Instagram page and you're probably checking us out. liking, sharing, subscribing, everything that you do to support the channel. We will talk to you next Tuesday. Bye now.